Welcome to the show that is the coldest above all others. Hey, I'm Doc Martinez, and this is the Ice Bath Baby Podcast. All right, on this week's show, I will recap football's exciting 49-7 homecoming victory over San Antonio Kennedy, volleyball's two wins over Somerset and East Central, and cross-country's performance at the second annual Steve Goldman Invitational that was held in Bandera last weekend. So stay with me for this and more. All right, thanks for joining me again. Um, Let's start with football. Football had their third game of the season on September 8th at home against the San Antonio Kennedy Rockets, and it was also homecoming. The Bulldogs jumped on Kennedy early and never looked back. At halftime, the homecoming king and queen were announced, and football player Carson Powers was named King and volleyball player Cameron Ouellette was named Queen. Congratulations to you two on winning King and Queen. I'm sure it will be a memory that lasts a lifetime. At the time of this recording, I don't have the players of the game or other highlights, but I will get to you or I will get those to you next week. And again, congratulations to the football team on that 49-7 homecoming victory. Next up, the Bulldogs will travel to the Fort Sam Houston Joint Base to take on the Cole Cougars, former school of Shaquille O'Neal. But that's okay. We don't care about that. We're just going over there to beat the Cougars. Entry for this game will be easiest from Cougar Lane off of Ritterman Road, and tickets can be purchased online. So check the athletic website for details. All right, moving on to volleyball. The girls had an awesome week of games, and on Tuesday, September 5th, they hosted Somerset and came away with a 3-0 win. Game scores were 25-23, 25-20, and 25-19. And then on Friday, September 8th, San Antonio East Central was next up, and again, the Bulldogs came out on top 3-2. Game scores were 25-18, 25-20, 14-25, 23-25, and 15 to 6. Volleyball now has a record of 2011, and with Friday's victory, that closed out non district play, and the Bulldogs will begin District 27 4 A play on Tuesday, September 12th at Bernie High School, and then return home on Friday, September 15th against Wimberley. So come out and support your Bulldogs. All right, let's hear from Coach Molina on what to expect next. All right, I have here Coach Molina. So uh, we've come to the end of non-district, and we're going to start district play tonight against Bernie. So can you give us a recap of how non-district went and what to expect coming up in district play? Well, we earned over 20 wins, which is something we haven't done in a long time. Um, And we've earned 20 wins against a lot of really, really big, very talented schools. So I think that we're going to do as well as we've ever done period in the history of Bandera in district this year. I think that we're a dark horse. People are going to underestimate us and it's going to give us a tactical advantage and we'll surprise a lot of folks. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I know I've uh, in the few games that I have seen y'all play, man, it's just been awesome and it's really exciting to watch. So I'm looking forward to the season too. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good times for yeah. sure. All right, well, good luck tonight, coach. And uh, thanks. Thanks, Zach. All right. Thanks coach for giving us that insight. All right, moving on to cross country. Cross country hosted the second annual Steve Goldman Invitational at Bandera City Park on September 9th. 
There was a record number of participants this year as the morning started off with a fun run for kinder through third grade, followed by fourth through sixth grade. There was a good number of participants, and they had a great time getting that run in. Then at 8.30 a.m., the varsity girls ran, and the Bulldogs finished in second place as a team. Tatum Moeller was the top finisher on the girls' side for the Bulldogs. At 9 a.m., the varsity boys ran, and they also finished second overall. Ruben Reese was the top finisher on the boys' side for the Bulldogs. The next up after the varsity boys, then the JV and JV, uh, JV boys and girls ran, and both of them finished well. The girls finished second overall. Next up, the Bulldogs will have off this week to recover and prepare for the Hoka McNeil Invitational in Round Rock. All right, so let's hear from Coach Ashcraft and Coach Farrell on what to look forward to after this midseason break. All right, so I have uh, Coach Farrell here with me. Coach, we're at a midseason break right now uh, with y'all having this week off. What can we expect for the uh, second half of this season and uh, going into district on October 12th? Uh, I mean, the guys, we are looking pretty good. This is the best we've looked since I've been here at this point in the season. Uh, looking at the results of this last race, we were a minute faster on average for our varsity group and then two and a half minutes faster on average for the full team. So, yeah. like I said, this is the best group overall we've had in, in years. So, Okay, who's going to be the team to beat up in district? What do you think? Uh, I mean, we have a pretty competitive district. Davenport is good. They have some, you know, a few top guys in the state. Uh, and then Bernie Strong is always. Um, and then that Navarro has a couple of guys that are pretty solid. So yeah, we've got some good competition. You're supposed to say us, but yeah. that's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, always, we'll I'm, I'm always uh, keeping an eye on those teams. I hear you. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach uh, Ashcraft and Coach Farrell for giving us that insight into cross country. All right, that's going to do it for this segment, so be sure to stay with me as I bring another great interview your way. Okay, guys, hey, so I apologize again last week not bringing you um, an interview. Uh, I hope I didn't bore you too much, but this week I did line up an interview just like I said I was going to do. And this week, I have another one of my professional uh, athletic trainers that I worked with at Lone Star High School. Uh, so today, I have Tysha Beatty. Say hello, Tysha. Hi, listener. All right. Did you wave? I didn't wave. <laughs> All right. So, um, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and tell everybody, uh, even though I, I already said what you were, but tell everybody your current profession and how long have you been doing that? Well, I am one of the certified head athletic trainers at Lone Star High School in Frisco, Texas. This is probably my 15th year as a high school athletic trainer, but 19 total. I took a few years off when I had the first little chitlin and yeah. um, then came back probably, I think she was about four when I came yeah. back to athletic training and joined you at Lone Star. Cool. So, so joining me at Lone Star wasn't really our first stint together though. Uh, no. Right? Yeah. So, um, so I, for, for, for the listeners, let me tell you. So I, in 2009, um, I got hired at Lone Star high school and Lone Star at that time really wasn't set to open until 2010. And so 
the campus was fully built, ready to go, house students and everything, 2009. And so what we did, because Wakeland High School in Frisco was overcrowded, and that's where you were working, right? Yep. I'd been yeah. there for a few years. Yeah. And so um, I, I got hired uh, technically as an employee of Wakeland High School, but I was housed at Lone Star High School. And so we kind of got to work a little bit together for that one year, 2009, 2010 school year. And, and then Lone Star opened up in 2010. And then that's when I became the full time there. And, uh, and then you stayed at Wakeland for another few years, correct? That is correct. I mean, and when you say you were the opening person of Lone Star, you were the Lone Ranger. I was literally for like four years. I I was for like yeah exactly four years. I was I was the Lone Ranger. I was the only athletic trainer. So being the only athletic trainer here at Bandera High School really wasn't my first time to do that because I did it for four years there at Lone Star. Um, and this is entering my sixth year here at Bandera doing that. And actually, when I started my career out in Corpus Christi, I was seven years by myself there. And Why so. My question yeah. is, why do you keep doing this to yourself? <laughs> well, so so Corpus, when I was in Corpus, right, this was like in the uh, early 90s, right? And so I, most athletic trainers didn't teach, so it wasn't that bad, right? And now we didn't have contract hours, but it, I, for some reason it just seemed easier. I, didn't, I, I don't feel like I worked as much then like I do now, like, I feel like now I, I'm, I'm working the hardest I've ever worked before in my life. Um, and, and not that the work is hard, it's just the hours, you know? Um, cause when you're by yourself, it's, it's just, you yeah, have to be everywhere. There's no, and there's no, nobody to help you take the, the, just the little time to yeah. yourself because nobody's oh, there to cover. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I go out late to football practice all the time. And so I take the water out in the car. I need to change this practice, right? Because I, I spoil my student trainers. So we load up our cows on this big trailer because we have to go a little bit of a distance to the practice field. Uh, it's, I mean, it's maybe a tenth of a mile. It's not far. far. And I, but I spoiled my student trainers because we load everything up on a on a trailer on a, on the end of a golf cart. And I draw, always drive everything down there, right? So they don't have to pull anything or carry anything. And so uh, I, I do get out to practice though late a lot. And so water tends to get, kind of get there a little bit late. And that's because like you said, by myself, I have to, I have to make sure I have to tape all the football. And of course my student trainers help, but we tape football and then volleyball comes in and they're trying to get ready for practice. And they always seem to, there's more of them than there are football players that I have to take care of. And so of course I want to take care of everybody and so by the time I get done with it, I'm like, oh, man, it's already for almost 420. We got to go. you know. And so I'll just leave. But, yeah, it, it's you're right. Not having a second person for the little things like that, because it would be nice just to say, all right, I'm going down to football. You take care of everything up here. <laughs> so oh, it's definitely nice, especially when you have smaller facilities. Yeah. Like we do at Lone Star. We can spread yeah. out a little bit or, you, you know, when you have you see like. 18 kids in the morning and you've got uh, both of us working on somebody. And then if we bring in a student trainer, they can help like take kids off treatment, put things away, um, document who's come in and out. So. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it, it, it's, it's definitely, it, it was definitely nice to have a second person. And I, I mean, I did get to work with the second person for, let's see, 11 years at Arl Turner. And then the nine years that I was at Frisco, 
or at Lone Star. So I guess 20 years, well, minus those four. So 16 years that I got the luxury of having a second person. And that was, it was really nice. And I do miss it sometimes just having a second person to share the load with and, and also just, you know, somebody to talk to, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, so um, other than, other than my student trainers, but uh, anyway, so yeah, it's, uh, it's not too bad though. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, all right. So enough about me. Cause this is about you. Uh, so <laughs> what, um, Tell her, well, I'm going to skip down uh, one question. So what other schools uh, have you been employed at over the length of your career? We talked about Lone Star a little bit. We talked about Wakeland, but was there anything else before that as far as being an athletic trainer at a school? Oh, yes. So I am a Frisco um, native through and through. I went to Frisco High, graduated, went to college. Then I came back and was working at Frisco High um, right out of college as an athletic trainer. And a PE teacher. I got to teach PE for a year. There we go. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I it, did that. RL Turner. <laughs> yeah. Got to love teaching PE. And um, after two years at Frisco, I, I went over to Wakeland at the second year it was open. It was, it was more of like, I didn't, not that I didn't love Frisco High, but everybody that I known since I was little, since I started school, um, mm were teachers still there or coaches. And so transitioning from, in their mind, from a student to a professional was really hard. And there were times yeah. that they would still treat me as like, I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, no, I'm a professional. This is what needs to happen. Yeah. So by yeah. moving over to Wakeland, it um, allowed me to grow in the profession and um, just in as an athletic trainer. Okay. So yes, I could see where that would pose a problem. And um you would have to, you know, kind of branch out to really kind of identify yourself and, uh, you know, set yourself apart from kind of that, because that, that, that could be kind of weird, you know, having to come in as a new professional athletic trainer, when, like you said, everybody knew you as a student, and now that you're like trying to call the shots, right? So that, that could definitely be weird. Um, oh, definitely. Some of them have known me teeny since I was in like kindergarten. Yeah. Or younger, because my brother is four years and we grew up in Frisco. So yeah, you grew up in Frisco when Frisco had one, one light in the town. <laughs> I grew up in Frisco when it was like dirt roads. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like this booming metropolis is crazy. How many schools y'all have there now? Like 13? Uh, 12 plus the career and technology center. And I guess you yeah. could count the academic um, opportunity center as well. Like, I, didn't even know. I didn't know about that one. That's that must be new for when I left. No, it's been so. there for ages. It's the kids that need a little bit more focused oh, yeah, yeah, discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's at the old admin building, right? Uh, actually, it was the old middle, the original like school, the yeah. original, original. And then it was like the high school at one point, And then it was the middle school before Staley yeah. opened. Yeah, I do remember that. That's where I actually went to go sign my paperwork when I got hired. Yep. It was at that building. Yep. Yeah. It turned into the admin building. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you said you, you mentioned you taught PE. I know this is a little side story. Uh, I'm filled with side stories. You mentioned you, you taught PE at Frisco. So, so I actually, when I was at Arl Turner, your current assistant now, who is my best friend and who is like the best man at my wedding, Corwin, uh, me and him, when we were both together at Arl Turner High School, we taught PE together we used to teach summer school PE together oh we yeah had I've heard best. some of the stories uh, mm -hmm. yeah, heard, yeah yeah we mm -hmm. had some of the best mm -hmm. times oh my gosh doing that stuff. yes it was great 
So, <laughs> all right. So you mentioned um, right after you got out of college, you came to Frisco uh, and working at Frisco High. So tell us where you went to school, a degree you got. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I went out to Lubbock, Texas, home of the Red Raiders, and attended Texas Tech University, where I was part of the student athletic trainer program. Um, when I was there, we were not an accredited program. We were just a student like uh, program where I don't know how to explain it, where we could sit where when I was there, I was grandfathered in to be able to sit for my national without okay. having to go through an accredited program. So it was like right on that cusp. Of was it when, like the internship program? Yes. Yes. The internship yeah. program. So I went yeah. there, I studied, um, I have a bachelor's of science in exercise and sports studies with a focus in movement studies. So right. that's, that's, I guess what fancy way of saying kinesiology and <laughs> athletic training. Uh, and of course, and of course, I always told people that, you know, my degree is in kinesiology and I always tell people, oh, that was just a fancy name for physical education. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it, it really is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just I can say, yeah. oh, I have an ESS or whatever um, <laughs> degree. And they're like, what? And I'm like, exactly. So, yeah, it's funny. OK, so um, so now I know we were having a discussion about this earlier uh, this afternoon. But um, tell me, tell us, uh, what years were you with me at Lone Star? Okay, so we already talked about how we were together that year that it that Lone Star was actually named Wakeland North. KK hated that, by the way. Karen Crash, she was the principal at Lone Star, and she hated being called Wakeland North. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes, and, and and we never referred to it as Wakeland. It was always that orange school down the street. Yeah. Um, so together that one year and then I came back to Frisco I left in spring of 12 um to move down to Fort Hood and then I came back in the fall of 13 as just a health science teacher at Lone Star which you were teaching the health science and medical terminology classes mm-hmm. there plus the sports medicine plus being the athletic trainer oh, by yeah, yourself it was crazy, it was crazy. Oh, I can't. I now know why you have so much gray hair. I mean, hey, <laughs> I get it. Right? Wow, way to call me out. <laughs> hey, there's a reason why I've gone blonde. All right. <laughs> Covers it really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I did that. Gosh, what? Till the spring of 17. And mm-hmm. I would kind of help you and Sarah. Sarah came in at the same time I did. And I would contract stuff for y'all here and there. Yes. Um, if I didn't have anything and I had somebody to watch little B and, but in, in the spring of 17 is when, um, Sarah and I switched positions mm-hmm. and, um, she took the full-time teaching and I took the full-time athletic training and we, what had till the spring of 18 and then you yeah. decided to leave and move South. Yep. I don't know. You met some woman. I'm not really sure who she is. I mean, <laughs> could it be yeah. your, your now wife? And you yeah. felt like you need to be closer or something. I don't I know. <laughs> Such well, craziness. Well, um, so, you know, <laughs> that whole story, I always tell everybody so I could be closer to my boys, but there was an ulterior motive in there as well, you know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, Adrian, um, your oldest was graduating that spring yeah. and yeah. he had planned to go back down south to be closer to his mom. And of course, AJ's down there with his mom. And so, I mean... Yeah you 
you love those boys. So being close yeah. to them, I can completely understand. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's, nice. it's nice being closer. But that doesn't mean um, we don't see each other quite regularly now. I mean, Oh no. I mean, at least I still get to see you every two years in January, right? For CPR right. research, instructor yes. recertification. So, yes. But we okay. need to change that. We need to change that and make it sooner than every two years. But um, so, all right. So let's, uh, I, I know that we had a short stint at Lone Star together and we had that one year kind of at Wakeland together. But uh, aside, not just thinking about when I was with you, but just your time at Lone Star could be any time at all what was one of the most memorable experiences that you've had there oh gosh um i mean there was always the senior pranks mm-hmm. i mean the time that the mariachi band came or that was time, right the time we had the petting zoo that was another good one yeah um do, were you there when they played uh, Mario Kart in the stairs, yes. like in the building where they like put up yes. all the the um, cutouts for Mario. Yes, and they were doing, and they were racing downstairs. Yes, yeah, I was there. There was that was crazy too. Those were some fun times um, with the seniors, and of course, of course, they're supposed to be senior pranks, but admin always knew about them and kind of oh, approved yeah. them always. Oh, oh yeah. Um, for athletics wise. Um, gosh, it was just seeing some of the kids get to play that didn't get to, yeah. you know, um, yeah. even that like maybe have like a bad, like, that's always something that's so memorable to me is like when a kid has suffered a dra- dramatic injury and then they come back from it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. I know that my most memorable memorable experience did revolve around sports and it was in 2015 when we made it to the state championship game. And I've talked about that before on a podcast, but there, there's just Lone Star is just so successful in, in all their programs. And it's hard sometimes to just pinpoint one, but let's talk about injuries, right? Because we're athletic trainers and, you know, we love injuries. Right. And so, Absolutely. Like, did you see the Aaron Rodgers clip of his Achilles last night? Oh my gosh, yes. And I, I'm not. I, I guess I wasn't on after it happened. Social media, and yeah. Corwin sent me the video this morning. Yeah. Um, in a text message. Well, the picture that popped up in the text message of before the clip would play, mm-hmm. you couldn't zoom in, so you're seeing it the angle that you saw it from it looked like a freaking tibial plateau fracture. Yeah. Yeah. In the picture. And, um, but then watching the video. Yeah. You see it just pop. Oh yeah. But have you read the articles about, um, how one of the offensive linemen from the green Bay Packers who had been with Aaron Rodgers for seasons is pissed at the NFL because of the turf. And they've asked them for years and years to change the turf. And he is fully in belief. That the reason why one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon is because of the turf. Wow, I I, I didn't see that. And another but that reason, makes sense. Makes uh, sense though. Well, and that you could kind of see his leg, um, that ankle shift a little bit right before mm. the Achilles popped. Yeah. And um, what one of the other points of contingency with all of this is that they're already planning to change out 
the in some of this um, tur from artificial turf in the NFL stadiums to grass for the 2026 World Cup. Yeah, and so the NFL players are like, "Well, why is that? Why why are you going to do that when we're sitting here telling you it needs to be grass and not artificial mm -hmm. turf?" So you're yeah. saying FIFA World Cup is more important than the NFL? Oh yeah, yeah that that makes total sense. That makes total sense. You know, we we have grass at our field. We play on grass. Uh, our game field's grass. Our practice field obviously is grass. Um, it was different for me coming from up in the Dallas area where everything's turf. And um, I, I can say that I don't have as many injuries as I used to have at Frisco um, with, and even our old Turner with the turf, uh, you know, yeah, the grass can be hard, but it's just more giving. It's, it's, it just gives more, you know, and especially in situations like that with Aaron Rodgers. So. And if the field's crazy. taken care of and, and, you know, um, oh, yeah. maintained with the proper you know watering and stuff it's gonna your yeah. foot's gonna plant and yeah. it's not gonna just stick it's gonna like you said give a little bit so yeah it's gonna give yeah for sure so so with that in mind i'm talking about aaron i know that kind of sidetracked a little bit but what what do you have as your most memorable injury experience at lone star no <sighs> names huh okay Okay, so it wasn't technically an injury, mm -hmm. but a kid got super, super, super ill, like almost on deathbed ill. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, I think it was the season. Yeah, it was after I left. After you left. Yeah. And he was fine, played in the games, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, we're getting information that he's... Um, septic which means mm -hmm. there's a like the blood's horribly infected and pretty much mm -hmm. killing him because the infections mm -hmm. and so he was in the hospital for like a week or so maybe two weeks they were able to finally kill off all the infection and um he got out um so this particular student athlete he was finally released from the hospital he had dropped so much weight and he was one of our um linebackers so you've got to be a little bit bigger in that position yeah. Um, to be able to take on the offensive players, especially some of the offensive line. Yeah, he, yeah. he had like no stamina, but he came back towards the end of that season. But like the next season or two, he had phenomenal, phenomenal years. Yeah. Like I can put this kid up there with the amount of heart and grit that he played with um nick bolton yeah yeah you know sure. nick bolton most people know who he is with his heart and his passion for mm -hmm. the game and the things that his family has gone through and yeah. this kid like the way he just had a you know a fight and a thirst to be out there on the field and um play definitely showed especially even more so after his illness came yeah yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, mine um, at Lone Star, I, I've mentioned this before. I don't know if I've ever told you the story or not. I was by myself. Uh, it was it was like our, I think it may have been our opening year, but I had a, a femur fracture on a kid that was just gnarly because when I got out there to him, his foot was like right by his helmet because <laughs> he broke it just beneath the neck of the femur and, oh. and it just bent 
all the way up. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and at the time, our team doctor was Dr. McNutt. And I, I was so thankful that he was there because he, you know, basically took over on it. And that was a crazy one. I've, I've told the story before on one of my earlier podcasts. But um, I, like I said, I don't know if I told you fully the whole story, but I have to tell you some other time. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Um, okay. Let's uh, shift gears. Um, I know you threw out a name a little while ago, Nick Bolton. And uh, I think a couple weekends ago, I interviewed uh, one of my other former student trainers. I think you, I don't know if you knew her or not, Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, oh, yes, I do. Yeah, but we talked about Marvin and, and uh, Marvin Mims, uh, Denver Broncos, and Nick Bolton, of course, with Kansas City. Uh, besides those two guys, have you met anybody famous before? Oh, gosh. Um, working in a Big 12 university as a student athletic trainer, there Definitely. were quite a few guys that came through that um, have played in the NFL. And actually, yeah. some of them are now um, coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Or um, maybe not just like in the NFL, but like, you know, when you when they when you say their name and they're a college coach, you know who they are. So yeah. like Cliff Kingsbury, um, Danny Amendola, they were there mm-hmm. when I was there. Wes Welker. Um yeah. Gosh, who else? Um, oh my gosh, I just went blank. Yeah. Oh, I remember meeting Bobby Knight, who was like this, oh, yeah, un- yeah, yeah. like super famous, amazing basketball coach. I have his autograph on a basketball. He was um, the coach, the men's coach, while I was working women's basketball at Tech. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, this doesn't have anything at all to do with athletic training, but I worked at a a wine bar and college and I had a private party I had to work and it was Pat Green oh cool so I got a um I worked his private party before his concert that night and I was like okay dang I I really wish I was going to it so (laughs) yeah I bet you yeah that would be fun yeah Um, that's cool that that's one of the one of the downsides or not downsides but one of the um, regrets of not going to a bigger school. Cause I had a chance to go to Texas tech, but I, I turned it down and I went to same state instead, which was obviously not as big of a school, but still um, that's, that's really cool to be in a big university like that, where you do meet those people who are going to make it big. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the most impactful players, um, he didn't go to the pros. Um, he might've played some like, arena ball or something like that after college is Cody Hodges. And he is a um, part of the Rachel's challenge. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I know you've met him. He's come to our school. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times to do the Rachel's challenge, which um, Rachel's challenge is um, named after Rachel Scott. And she was one of the victims of the 1999 Columbine high school in Columbine, um, Colorado shootings. Yeah. Probably one of the big, biggest known, school shootings there so him coming and him being able to share his experiences in life and playing at that level and everything that he you know went through with all of that um is really awesome to see you know somebody you you know kind of grew up college you know your college life with because we're the same age and now the the impact that he's making in kids lives that's pretty awesome yeah that is cool that is cool okay so um all right couple more uh questions some quick ones here hopefully uh we'll see (laughs) and uh let's um give me a give me a funny story that you can remember um either involving me or not when we work together but something funny that you remember that sticks out in your in your mind 
Okay. Well, it's not funny, but it's a great memory. I've got a picture of you and, and my son who was like, what, four weeks old at the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fenway. He was born while I was um, at Lone yep. Star in uh, the spring of 2015. And then I also have uh, I had a, I have a daughter. She's a two and a half years older than um, my son. But um, my daughter likes to think sometimes she's an animal. <laughs> Yeah. You know where I'm going with this, right? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere, some way, she found a rope. Yes. <laughs> and convinced you to tie it around her so that you could walk her as a dog. Yes. We walked around the whole track. <laughs> and the tennis court. During football practice. <laughs> During football practice, yes. And I I mean, I was probably inside taking care of somebody and, and I come out and you're walking my child. Yeah. <laughs> on a rope. I remember that so much. Yes, I, I do remember that. And uh, it was it was hilarious. Uh, Benning used to just like she I don't know. If, I don't know why she was so drawn to me. But, you know, she used to always want to just come out and hang out with me out at the football field. You know, like when you were inside, she was I'm, I'm going to hang out with Teeny, you know, and and she was always out there. And we were always doing fun stuff together. Uh, I miss that. Of course, she's older now and I probably wouldn't do that kind of stuff with her. But uh, I, I do miss that. It was it was just fun getting the bond with your kids when they were growing up. It was so fun. I, I do I do miss that. Yeah, I mean, oh, I could say, hey, guess who I talked to today? Teeny. Yes, I talked to Teeny today because that's mm-hmm. it's not Martinez, it's not Coach Martinez, it's not Mar- Raul, it's Teeny. Yeah, well, they, um, you know, it's Doc now. Everybody calls me Doc. So, but yeah, I did go by Teeny at one time. Yes. <laughs> yes, but it was because you know a, a four year old, or you know, I gosh, I guess you've known her since she was one, before she turned one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was turning to talk. It came out Teeny. Um, yeah. So that was probably that was that's that's the memory that when you and the kids and all of that, that's what stands out the most to me is just that yeah. you know that memory with the kids. Yeah, sure. that's awesome. I do remember that. It was so much fun. All right, real quick before we go, uh, any advice you want to give to anybody wanting to get into our profession? Um, yeah, I do. I do. Um, do your research before you pick your college. Go tour yes. it. Do a college weekend. Um, ask ask questions on how their program runs. Um, what you're going to walk away with. Because nowadays, with how things change with the NATA and different state licensures, you want to make sure that you're not doing something that isn't going to get you to your end goal. And I yep. know some people that started at Tech after me, they had to go get their master's. You want to make sure whatever program you um, get into will take you from start to finish. Or if it doesn't, that you know that going into it and you don't have to change programs um, or educational yep. tracks before yep. um, you're done and accomplished with your goal. Yes, exactly. I, I agree because with, with the changes that the NATA and BOC have made, it, it is a little bit more difficult, I think. I understand the process why, but it, it can be difficult and a turnoff a little bit for kids coming out of high school. Um, and I know that some colleges here in Texas are still going through the internship route. Very few, handful maybe. But there are some that are still going that way where you will be able to see it from start to finish at that same, you know, college or university. But the bigger ones, unfortunately, like you said, you know, you have to make sure that you're going to be able to see it start to finish where you're ma- you can get your master's as well 
as your bachelor's? Yes, since uh, for most places, especially for the university and above, you have to have that master's. Yeah, definitely. So. Okay, well, cool. Well, Taisha, this uh, we're coming to the end now. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your long day uh, and, and doing this with me, um, recording this podcast. I know we, we've had some issues, people, um, with uh, my, my podcast recorder. I don't know what's going on, but... Um, it, this is this is going to definitely test my editing skills because we were only averaging about four and a half minutes per recording, and then we had we had to get back on the call. It was crazy, but I don't know what's going on. I'm just never had that, don't never had that happen to me before. I, I talked to people for thir- I talked to one guy, my my high school trainer. We talked for a solid hour and and never had uh, an issue. I don't know what's going on tonight, but so if this, you know, you're coming to the end of this and it, it, all the choppiness and editing. You're going to test my editing skills are getting tested. That's for sure. Let me know how I did. Anyway, Taisha, thanks so much uh, for joining me on this podcast. I really appreciate it uh, and taking your time out, like I said, from the end of your busy day and answering some questions with me and reminiscing a little bit. I had fun. Me too. This was great. Yeah. Hopefully I can get it all to come together. (laughs) Oh, I know you will. You're so much more savvy than most people. So, (laughs) but uh, anyway, all right, well, good luck this season. Enjoy your bye week. Oh uh, yeah. This week and, you know, get some rest obviously. Um, And um, you know, we'll be catching up with you a little bit later and, and uh, maybe we can catch up at the end of the season and, and uh, do another little short podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. We can do a little recap of, uh, the injuries for the year. Yes, that sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, you have okay, a great one. All right. All right. You too. Thanks again, Taish. All right. No problem. Anytime. Uh, bye bye. All right. Bye bye. All right, Ice Bathers. This is rounding out this week's episode. So next week, I will be back with more info and stories from the training room. So be sure to join me. Thank you so much for listening to Ice Bath Baby and be sure to leave us a rating in your podcast app and be sure to follow us us on social media. Those links can be found in the show notes. And as always, be safe out there and when in doubt, put that in an ice bath, baby.